last time we had not enough time to, to really consider this, this question. I'd like to take the opportunity to, to recapitulate just a couple of important subjects that we talked about in this lecture and to invite you to reflect on what you would make of these, these subjects and the input that you had here and whether you could imagine using that in your digital engineering projects. So, um, I'll just um, maybe come with a short reminder of these subjects and then ask you question by question on the, on the questionnaire. So, um, the framework that we used in, in class was this um, three pillars of design thinking to organize the material. So that would be um, people, place and, and process. That one can use, use the resources in these domains to um, structure one's own projects. The first would be people, and we talked about um, when's the opportunity, of course, to talk to users and get in touch with users to, to learn firsthand about um, user needs that one wants to address with the designs one develops, and also, importantly, collaborating with, with other people. So in, in this class, we, we had teamwork a couple of times, was, of course, mostly um, within our own discipline. I'm, I'm kind of external with a background in psychology. And yet this importance of, of really having this, this T-shape not working only by oneself in a project but collaborating with others because um, even if one can be good at very many different things, it's, it's basically just impossible to be perfect in, in different fields of expertise and every project usually requires more than just one particular um, pile of expertise. It really can benefit so much from, from having expertise from, from colleagues also um, inform the project. So my first question to you is, how confident are you that you could advance your project by collaborating with other people? So kindly, just very spontaneously, um, think about that for yourself. <laughs> Some musical support today. Um, the, the, the next pillar of design thinking is the, the use of the places, being mindful of the place. And that can, um, yeah, let's, let's start with the slides. So, for instance, I shared with you how we benefited in the Tele.Met project from not working only at the HPI, which is great, of course, but also working at places such as hospitals or ambulance clinics or group practices, etc., because that's just where you learn firsthand about the users, about how things go there, and yeah, that helps to be in touch with users and user needs. And then also we saw in this one study from the colleagues how experienced design thinkers are very good at shaping their own environments in ways that support their own project work, such as having unique environments to share knowledge with colleagues, to you know, place the post-its everywhere so that everyone from the team can see them or to arrange for comfortable um, um, alternative places where you can easily relax and reflect and maybe think about your project in a more relaxed um, relaxed fashion. And also on a, on a broader scale, thinking about, for instance, the city or the country or even the, the continent, is it, 
in the particular domain where you're working, is it more geared towards tradition? Are people more hoping for solutions that are basically in continuity with the past? Or is a lot changing in a domain so that you could really try? Or do people invite innovations, for instance, by having novel needs very high in the, the hierarchy? They want new problems and new solutions for, for, for problems. And that can also entail you know, thinking for yourself whether, first of all, what kind of a solution you develop or when you have something which might be, for instance, very novel, you could think about going to alternative places, other cities, or where you might share your ideas and it might be easier for yourself to, to yeah, get this idea going and find, find partners or um, advance it further. So here the question to you would be, how confident are you that you could select or change your external environment in ways that support your project? Hmm. Everyone done? Yeah. So the final one would be the process, and in this case there are a couple of, of details that I'd like to bring up. So the first would be, um, we talked quite a bit about the importance of this point of view phase, so that would be really gearing your, your projects intentionally either towards classical solutions that are in continuity with what already exists or something radically different. And one, one aspect in particular, we talked about the importance of questions. So for instance, asking questions such as, how might we change the car's headlights to give it a more fashionable look? That um, presupposes that the next solution will again be a car, something already existing. So that advances right from the start a classical solution. Whereas asking questions such as, how might we rethink city mobility? That is a framework in which you can really um, advance radical innovations as well because it invites you to think about very different solutions from what is in place nowadays. And that is, of course, something you can be using for yourself in digital engineering projects to be attentive to the kind of questions you ask rather at the outset of the project. Is it more about the details of an already existing solution or is it really opening up the, the scope of solutions beyond you know, what is established nowadays? So I'd like to ask you, how confident are you that you could gear your developments intentionally towards a classical solution or towards radical innovation? Mm. Mm. Still, still writing? Okay. Um, then the next aspect, these, these two dimensions, we talked a bit, uh, quite a bit about that would be how novel is a solution and how effective or valuable is it. And that is something I also invite you to, to bear in mind where you can check when you develop something in a digital engineering project, how novel is it actually, how effective is it actually. And when you decide to try something radically new, we also mentioned a lot how, how it's so difficult to, to achieve effectiveness when you probe something that has never been tried because the other solutions, they are typically in place for decades or for your hundreds. So there's been just a huge amount of time to refine them and perfect them. Whereas when you try something new, one can simply expect that one needs a lot of time to perfect the details. And also radical innovations 
they typically um, require system changes, which, is, which just takes incredibly long times. So that was also something that, that came up in your semester projects. For instance, we are heavily invested in car traffic, so we have streets everywhere, traffic lights everywhere, policemen trained in car traffic, the government regulating with incredible detail, car mobility, what cars need to provide, etc., what, what you, need, you need to do as a car owner um, or car driver. And if a radically new solution all of a sudden came up, then everything like that would have to, have to be developed from scratch, such as regulations for this novel um, mobility option. So my question to you is, how confident are you that you could recognize when delays of product adoption may be due to the radical novelty of your solution? Obviously, just a second, and then the last the last aspect. Yeah, so the, the, the last aspect in the process that I'd like to bring up again is the, um, the effect of prototyping and iteration. We also talked about uh, parallel prototyping as a very valuable approach. Generally, this outcome of, of um, the research and I believe also an experience we, we had here in class where we worked with prototypes and, and feedback and, and iterations that really helps a lot to just try something out very quickly, prototype it, get feedback, learn from it, test, reiterate. So in, in that case, the, the effectiveness is obviously much stronger when you iterate your prototypes. Here the question is, how confident are you that you could increase the effectiveness of your solution in a digital engineering project by means of iterative prototype testing. Hmm. Yeah, so that's it from, from that part. Kindly turn it around. And that was one of the questions we, we had last time. And then oh, we had so little time. I'd very much like to just learn about the ideas from each, every one of you.
Yeah, so I guess class time is almost up. So um, I, I won't get a chance to, to ask you personally now about the, the class. Of course, um, Hanadi and me would be very grateful to learn more about your experiences. So, um, for instance, if you want to share something with us later on or are willing to, to talk to Hanadi um, in more detail about it, we'd be very happy about that. For now, I like to thank you very much for this enjoyable class and and this this joint experience really it was um, a lot of novel around that we explored jointly also and um, great great to do that together mm. so thank you very much and um, as for the procedure maybe you can could send your slides to me and I would think about it a little and within a week or so I'd send you back some some feedbacks or ideas or thoughts and we stay in touch and yeah you're always welcome to to come and ask yourself or share your thoughts that would be great so thank you very much mm -hmm.